0: This is Sophia Cassiola. And this is Michael J. Epstein. Of Blood of the Trivets And you're listening to... Without Your Head. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
1: out your head thank you guys oh. for joining me thanks everyone for watching angry asian murder hornets thank you everybody yeah yes we have thank craig you. muckler thank here you, executive producer hello there oh great eric anthony russo assistant director and he's also in the movie oh it's going on how are you doing? and a dustin, great job yes excellent job and dustin ferguson the director it is Woo! me. Hey, oh, that's very good.
2: Oh,
1: of <laughs> so, I gotta ask first of all, like, how did you get this out so fast? You know, you you, know, you unless you were just happen to be making an angry Asian murder hornets movie, and like, wow, what great timing!
0: <laughs> well, oh you know, I, I'm known I'm known for my uh, pacing. You know, the way I do things, I usually pump out a movie in about a two week time frame. Um, as you notice in the film, there's a lot of longer takes and stuff like that. And that really helps when you're working on a lower budget, you know, to, to get to closer to feature length. So that's really just how we did it. Pretty much we lay it out right there in the movie. We started this um, right after 5G Zombies, right when they started talking about murder hornets in the, in the media, it, it would just like hit me as soon as it happened. Cause I had got that B roll of the uh, beehive and I was like, Oh my God, we can make this movie. And I can use the beehive footage. And it just became this. Great
1: yeah so you just happened to get the beehive though before anything like this happened
0: yeah because we were hiking um that's like down the street from my house literally so that's where we hike about once a week and so we were hiking up there because we were actually checking out the location for the beast beneath and so we were walking up to it and i look over there's like oh there's a sweet ass beehive and i didn't have my phone (laughs) so i was like jared get a shot of that and so he did and then it just all ended up being a part of this movie
1: yeah because I noticed you said uh, you had B-roll for some other stuff, too. So is that just something like when you're around and you see something cool, yeah. it's like, get this, and we can put in something at some point?
0: It always happens like that because we go, you know, we really enjoy the scenery out here. So we go hiking a lot. We go to the beach. We do all that stuff. And so whenever I see something that looks cinematic, it just always hits me. I'm like, oh, like a sense of urgency. I'm like, get yeah. a shot. Get a shot. We got to use it. We're going to use it. And I always end up using it.
1: Yeah. So, Craig, how did you get involved with this? And I must say things? this. So, yeah. You know, you,
2: you, you know, and the amazing thing here is uh, probably a couple of days after the, the news broke on these hornets, I had already people call me, how in the hell did you do that? And I said, you know, that was the news. Now our movie is the news.
1: Right. right. So how, how did you get involved with this then? Craig.
2: Well, <laughs> well, well, actually, you know, I, uh, uh, we, we, we've been wanting to work together, you know, for, for a while. I, you, know, I, you know, I did make the movie, Microwave Massacre, and, and, and I'm in, involved with the Joseph Willinson Agency. And next thing you know, well, this was uh, actually like a marriage made uh, in heaven, or in hell, maybe in our case, <laughs> and it just meant, meant to actually be. Because uh-huh. uh, I make cult films, and it just, I think it would just gravitate to each other in this case.
1: Yeah, yeah. which I'm yeah, a big I fan met of. Michael you Masquer, in, in, by in the person at
2: Harley's point.
3: premiere, uh-huh. wasn't it?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Agrion's Gate.
1: <laughs> yep, it's great. Oh, yeah, I know that movie. Yeah, the, with um, uh, who's the who's the who the, you just mentioned? But I've seen the movie, and I interviewed a bunch hey, of people. Like, yeah, Wong was that? in it. Yeah, oh, and, and uh, uh, Jan, yeah. Jan Birch. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Eric, the, how did you uh, initially get uh, involved with Dustin?
3: Oh, boy. Uh, well, I initially helped out. I've been in Dustin for a few of uh, Dustin's movies. Mm-hmm. And um, when 5G Zombies came out, uh, he'd asked me, do you want to put together a scene for that? And I said, sure, sure enough. And I contributed to that. And then when he had the idea for uh, Murder Hornets, I think it was a big... Wait, well, told me, I got a big announcement. I can't tell you yet. All right, fine. I'll wait. No, I'll keep, I'll keep, keep it and then he told me about it. Would you like to put together a scene for it? I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Um, I got my buddy, Mike. He's right. All right, Mike Ferguson. I got him involved. You're sorry. Hey, Mike. <laughs> so, What's up? <laughs> so, he's my roommate. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I pulled together. Uh, I pulled together my, my cousins are featured in there. Uh, they helped me out with 5G zombies as well. Uh, there's two twin girls. You know some in the film. And, uh, yeah, we, we pulled together, and uh, we did it in a day. And we, we just – yeah, I just love doing stuff for Dustin. It was a good time. I'm really happy to be involved. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Mike and Dustin, is there any relation there, the Fergusons, or is it just a coincidence? No, you know and It's funny. Oh, it oh, caused
0: it because he always calls me brother on facebook he's always like thanks brother and so everyone thinks he's my brother but no we're not related right. mike
3: you're not you're not just brother are you
0: not by blood
1: <laughs> yeah he's my brother
3: <laughs> holy cow
1: so how did because uh you know eric just uh, said that you know he did his scene and obviously right now you can't everyone get together and make the uh, make something together. So how did it all come about? Like what's well, kind of walk us through that to,
3: uh, Who wants to start. Uh, yeah.
0: Basically. Well,
3: we, Justin, yeah. Yeah. Justin.
0: Well, yeah. know, I had reached out to Eric, like he had said um, through messenger kind of the way I did with five G zombies. And I was like, look, um, I want to do this other movie kind of like writing off the success of five G zombies. Let's kind of do something similar. Cause he had sp- self filmed a segment for that. That ended up being like a full fledged sort of like subplot to the movie. And so like I told him I was like let's do something like that again. And so he it really the way this happened so fast was he was able to go film his scenes the same time I'm here filming my scenes. So he's over there with Mike, you know, at his place filming and I'm over here with Jared filming. We got John Walker in the UK filming. So everybody was kind of doing it at the same time and then suddenly everybody sent me their clips and it was like 2 days of editing and it was done.
1: Yeah. Was that
2: hard Uh, to get?
3: uh,
2: I actually had a call from from the head, uh, one of the Midwest heads of the Associated Press about it. He says, what the heck? He says, this is miraculous. Uh, And so at some point he's going to probably do a story on this whole event because he said it's miraculous to to beat the press at their own
3: game. Uh (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, Definitely.
1: Yeah, I wow. know you guys have mentioned Thank like you. a documentary. Is that like a real thing? You guys want to do a documentary about I you think, actually getting this I out? Think, maybe,
3: maybe?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Craig being Craig. <laughs> I'm not,
3: it will be like a mock A mockumentary. mockumentary. A mockumentary.
0: Well, yeah. A mock, why not? I love okay, it. So that'll that will be the sequel. It will be a mockumentary. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Was it hard to get the... Because I've seen things that are done similarly. Uh, you know, people are, are filming something in different parts. And then, but, like, the, the audio track doesn't really match. Or So was that hard to get, you know, because it looks like it's a cohesive thing that, you know, everyone's stuff is connected.
0: Well, really... Uh- Um, Before I was a director, I was an editor. The first thing I did was Sleepaway Camp 4th. That's actually how I broke on to the scene. And so that's really my niche is like finding how to piece the parts together right. And so really what I had done is created sort of like an outline um, that I wrote down of the specific scenes I needed to tell the story. And this sort of just pieced it off to everybody. I had basic requirements. I was like, can you mention, you know, um, that they've invaded here? Can you mention it's this day? Like certain things so that the storyline would all tie together. And so like all those phone conversations were filmed separate, but yet they nailed it so perfectly. It looks like they're having the real conversations because everybody really stuck to the script. And so mm-hmm. it really was just relying on, on actors that know what they're doing and, and that are responsible and a proven time and time again, you know, that they're excellent at what they do.
1: Yeah. Uh, f- from the years doing the show, uh, usually filmmakers who are editors like by trade, uh, you know, tend to be able to edit their movies easier, Uh because a lot of people, I think, they get attached to things and then it's harder to cut something out. And you could look at it as a movie. Like, as I don't even film
0: the stuff in the first place that would get cut out. You know, it's like I know ahead <laughs> of time, like, this is exactly what I need. So we just go film it mm-hmm. and then that's exactly what we use.
1: Yeah. Well, obvious from the movie, that, you know, some things weren't cut out. I'm just kidding. But.
0: Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hey, I had to push an hour. What could I say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I think the You
2: know, going so great. I must also say this. One of the big things I'm really proud and for you to that score is really one of the best. best Plus, rate riveting scores in years.
0: In years. That's the same guy that did my score for Axe to Pieces. He's a really talented guy um he's very inspired by like john carpenter obviously God, yeah which is a big inspiration to me so a lot of those scenes i knew ahead of time i was going to get his music so that's why a lot of those sequences exist in the film with like jerry taking the long walks because we had to make room for that stuff and i think that it really adds an artistic flavor to it while adding running oh, yeah.
1: yeah i was going to mention that exact same thing was like uh you know, like a long scene like that, if you didn't have score, if you had the score, you didn't, you know, it didn't quite work. It, you know, it would be very, it's like, oh, wow, this yeah. is just going, but you, you know, this, the score is so good. It really, you know, you just go with it.
0: It wouldn't work otherwise. Well, and I've gotten to a point of perfecting those types of scenes because honestly, I'm very self-aware of what I make, you know, and people criticize that in my films a lot about the long takes and sequences like that. But it's, it's sort of like one of those things where it's my moment to inject some artistic integrity into the film while also figuring out a way other than having topless girls to make it five minutes longer. You know what I mean? Like try and do something that at least if it's a part where you want to go get a beer or take a hit, that's, that's the moment. So they get right back into the story after.
1: Right. Yeah. And I won't name names, but I know many movies uh, like the Ladder that you mentioned where they just will put in, yeah. you know, a topless person for, for, for quite a while in the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Dustin,
2: uh, I must say this too. Uh, what, one of my favorite films, obviously, is *The Birds*. And I got to tell you, there's a sequence in *The Birds* with nothing happening inside out, nothing. And then all of a sudden, I, you, you know, the there scenes where he's walking, nothing happening. But my God, <laughs> you're frightened. What's going to happen? So here, you, you know, so a little bit of Hitchcock, I know,
3: rubbed off on you, Dustin.
0: I really appreciate that, Craig. Thank you definitely a, it felt very
3: impending with the soundtrack and the walking Very, like, you knew something was going to happen It was <laughs> endings building. Up, yeah, exactly like, yeah.
0: well and that's yeah. that's where the artistic artistry comes in and, and my editing ability you know because like like you were saying Neil, it that could have been a sequence without music and people would have just shut it off
3: because
0: yeah. i mean really mm-hmm. who's going to sit there for like six minutes while someone's walking around if there's not at least good cinematography and good music to kind of capture you and pull you yeah
1: and I saw you mention it, like, in the chat that, uh, I don't know who the name, I'm sorry, but uh, someone did the, the opening, like, kind of the intro to everything?
0: Yeah, that was um, Jason Horton, because he was another person I had reached out to, because he does uh, documentaries full-time, like, for Amazon. Like, I was in an anxiety documentary he did recently, and I've worked with him quite a few times. And so I had actually reached out to him to get him involved, and I was like, hey, because um, there's this movie in the 90s, I think it was 1995, called Deadly Invasion, The Killer Bee Nightmare. And it had sequences like that where it's like started out with there, looked like a documentary, and it's like, here's the bees coming to America, the killer bees are coming. And then it also ended with that warning where it's like, even though this was fictional, this could happen. And so I contacted Jason to do a sequence like that. I was like, hey, you do documentaries, you're pro at this. Do me a really ridiculous opening piece that's like a documentary. And that's what he gave me. And it was amazing.
1: Yeah, it, it totally gets in right away. It's a pretty awesome scene. Yeah. And then the music hits. So everyone here in the chat was uh Adrian says he gives it five B's out of five. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> yeah. So how about like creating the actual hornet? Are you, are you, go, go on, Craig. I'm sorry. And it has the biggest buzz of any film this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I applaud that. No, of speaking, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> speaking of that, I also do like the sound, the, the buzz sound effects uh at, at a lot to the yeah. movie
2: exactly
0: (laughs) i had to do do all that myself i mean it's it's like we literally i mean i keep telling people they're like god how much did you spend on this how did you do it so quick i'm like we didn't spend like this was this was a labor of love we didn't make money on this until i did the associate producer credits so then i could pay like the cgi person and the effects person and all these other things so then things could get paid off so this was really like a team effort like which is why it's important to people like Craig involved to help with our publicity people like Eric to help with us shooting footage you know and gather all of the elements together to really make this
2: mm-hmm. you know and, and I must say this after getting involved because I know a lot of people in the industry that know me and I've already have a, believe it or not once they open a few theaters would like to actually show this like a midnight special oh, already it'd be
0: perfect it'd be perfect That'd be god oh, awesome. <laughs> <awesome.
2: laughs> <laughs> Well, what's that?
1: What's that like, Eric? Though uh, you know you're in the movie, but uh, you know you can't. Well, we watch it here with people, but you know you you, you right now you can't go to the theater and watch it with someone because uh, you know you guys are in the late, know, so yeah, a lot I of things love, get dope. Uh,
3: yeah, no, I, I would love to see like, like Craig just said to see a midnight screening of that. Oh, to see myself on screen. Oh, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be amazing. I'm just there you I'm go. sad about that. right now.
0: No, yeah, I don't we're think gonna, gonna do it okay i don't think Eric's we're gonna do it Eric. my theatrical movies yet so we have to get this one shown
1: yeah we will <laughs> you mentioned it <laughs> you mentioned in the chat that the, the black dildo scene was cut so was that cut on the on the oh. on the tv area?
0: <laughs> yes yes um well it aired recently you know on tv like a little over a week ago mm-hmm. and it was like like basic cable. And so they had to censor it. And I knew when I gave it to them, when I gave it to the station, I warned them. I was like, so there's a few scenes with these two characters pay extra attention to that because there's a lot of swearing. And so like, it was funny because they completely chopped it up. Like they cut out that scene. They kind of rearranged a couple of things, muted all the cuss words. So it's almost incoherent on the TV version, which almost makes it better. It's like, what is even happening? <laughs>
1: Will you ever release right. that version of it, the uh, the TV cut?
0: Yeah, well, um, I'm actually good friends with the host of that, Lee Turner. And so um, we sort of have an agreement to, like, he puts a lot of them on, on TV, then I could do the DVD releases. So I'm going to include um, his segments on, like, an upcoming Blu-ray release.
2: Oh, okay. That's <laughs> cool. You know, um, uh, I actually had a, you know, a film years ago called Malibu High. And all of a sudden, they, they put it on, like, late-night TV. And I swear to God, half the movie was gone. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was gone. I mean, Jesus.
0: And it's weird because most people get used to it. seeing it that way, you know. Like mo- most people in the world have only seen *Murder Hornets* on the TV version, which is mm-hmm. it's it's frustrating, but at least it gets out there, you know. Yeah. yeah. Of
1: yeah. So, where did you film your stuff, Eric? Like right outside there?
3: Or? I actually, well, uh, uh, I, I use my. I live in my aunt and uncle's house. So I have a little small backyard. We use it kind, of, kind of like a picnic area, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually filmed the scenes with uh, there's a uh, a park ranger. There's a blonde in the beginning, the blonde girl. My mm-hmm. name's Elizabeth Barstow. We we filmed her parts in Rhode Island, so she filmed all her stuff oh, in yes. Rhode Island. Then, like you yeah. know,
1: that's near yeah, me. Yeah, she
3: Google Drive all her footage, and uh, Dustin used her family's. Uh, there's a scene where her family's run around the park. That's filmed in Rhode Island as well. <laughs> so it. Uh, Dustin was able to put it all together and make it happen. So, yeah, mine's kind of like <laughs> East Coast West Coast at the same time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so the the black dildo stuff, was that something that was scripted out or was that just something uh, okay,
3: Mike so was talking about?
0: Or what? Andy, Andy and Mike, I gave total creative freedom <laughs> to so that's all. And they just they added that. I <laughs> it yeah,
3: um, yeah, Mike was really – he was really – Pushing that whole, that whole Black Dilda storyline. Whoa, okay. <laughs> it's, coming in. it's coming in. Oh, Jesus. It's coming in. Uh-oh. They, they want to know what the Black Dilda is. But, uh, we do a lot of stuff, Kind of our thing. Black Dilda.
1: Well, you know, that was what I was thought was funny. And, and I just like, he wasn't ready for it. Like, he was about to start laughing. Right. Oh. Went, wait, yeah. At one point, you have to be prepared for the Black saying, Dildo, or it's, yeah, it's, it's bad great. times ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's
3: great. Look, I just thought it was a good bit to play, and uh, he wasn't expecting it,
0: but he went with it. I mean, it was. I, <laughs> I, I had right. right. two I, movies I, in a row I, with a Black Dildo, because my room <laughs> the last roommate had, actually had a Black Dildo in it. You guys go and bring it out. <laughs> <Great. laughs> I'm obsessed you know, with you know. it. I, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Everyone thinks it's Dustin's thing It's part of his cinematic universe It's not me I
0: swear (laughs) I
1: I know you covered this in the chat But for people who uh, weren't in the chat uh, AJ asked how did uh, Sean C. Phillips Get involved
0: Um, Okay so Sean had been um, Someone who reached out to me When I was still living in Nebraska When I made Camp Blood 4 He asked if he could be involved If he had self filmed something Would I find a way to work it in So he did, and then that's when we connected, and we sort of became friends. And then when I moved out to California, now I only live like less than 30 minutes from him, so he's able to actually come over and be in a lot of my movies. So then, of course, during this quarantine thing with the self-filming, it made natural sense to have him do it because he's done it before, and he does his YouTube stuff. So I I knew I could rely on him to shoot it how I needed it. And he's so efficient. Like It was like I sent him a message, and 10 minutes later, he's like, I got the clip. Here you go. (laughs) And I'm like, what? We haven't even started the movie yet. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and so he's really good. So I go to him every time because I know he can add a lot of humor to the movie. He's just so good mm-hmm. at coming up with his own dialogue.
1: Mm-hmm. And honestly, he just has a, a persona about him that just makes you kind of smile just when you see him. I think. I uh, definitely. Yeah, well, yeah, really yeah it's him a to moment to laugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I even just like his walk. Actually, when he's going outside, there's just something yeah. about it. <laughs> he's for- got to <laughs> go with some
0: women with some bow-legged women. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Uh, Adrian says the <laughs> it's film the would realism be-
3: though you know?
2: it is. is.
1: Adri says the film would be cool to watch at a drive-in theater since uh, you can go to yeah. those.
0: Now. Oh, that's that, that, that's definitely the, those were the movies that inspired this. Movies like them and the beginning of the end, all those classics. Oh, it's it's cheesy on purpose, you know. It's like I know some people look at this and like, wow, that's really cheap effects. It's like, duh. We made that on purpose. <laughs> right. It's supposed to be this kind of movie, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So it would be perfect on a screen like that, mm-hmm.
2: and well, it actually w- would make Roger Corman proud. I'm that's
0: for sure.
1: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> who, who who did the uh, the effects of, of the the hornets?
0: It was it was two people. It was me. I did the big hornets. And then the small ones where they were first arriving was Mark Lunn, And he was the same guy that did the ones in the news segment. So he's one of John Walker's friends from the UK. He sent me his news segment, and I was so impressed with the bees in that. I was like, dude, can you, like, do a few of my scenes? And so he agreed to do it. And so he handled all the scenes with the small ones, like with Sherry and with the guy running down the sidewalk at the beginning. And then he did the one busting out of my eye. And then I did all the big ones coming down, like raining down on people and stuff.
1: Uh, the eye scene's great. Obviously, use it for for the poster art. Uh, was that always like the idea, oh, well, or once you saw it, like, like this needs to be used?
0: Well, yeah, and that was done later because I actually kind of panicked because I cause so I made the poster first, and I I make these exploitive posters, obviously to get attention and and, and grow interest, and then I always realize after I do them, like shit, I got to deliver. You know, like, I better show this in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it sort of become this thing I started, like, getting paranoid about because I was like, well, I got my cameo in it, and literally all that happened was um, I was just supposed to, like, um, call somebody, and that was supposed to be my only part, and I ended up thinking more and more. I was like, why don't I do the cameo? I can shave my head. I can walk down to the park. I can position myself just like in the poster. I can have Mark do the CGIB, and it just all happened. Yeah. <laughs> Great.
1: Yeah. So when you did get the poster out there initially, what was, like, the response?
0: It was, you know, it was really interesting because this was right after 5G Zombies. And when I did that, I didn't expect it to really get any attention. It was like a way for us to make a movie in quarantine where everybody could self-film things and just to put some product out to make some money. And then that just like blew up all over the internet. So then I was like, crap, like I got to do something now to keep the momentum going. So then it was like the murder hornets thing. And then so I had to come up with a really exploitive poster because that's the first piece of any part (laughs) of the movie you put out. And that's what either makes people want to follow the project or not. So it was sort of just like, you know, just envisioning what the movie's about and then creating the poster. And then just every time I do that, I'm like, all right, this is my motivation to go make this happen now. And that's just what happened.
2: You know, I must say a couple weeks ago, a good friend of mine is Spencer Wilding himself from the UK. Darth Vader, Star Wars, Rogue One, right? He calls me and says, God, Craig, that has to be one of the best posters I've ever seen, even better than the movies I've been in. And that's the truth.
0: I That's awesome. That. Yeah, it's gotten a lot of, you know, it's funny because I'm really hard on myself. Like I made that poster. And so I don't like it. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> uh, right. it never, nothing I do ever feels like it's professional. It's always like when I send my movie to another distributor and they do the artwork, I'm like, there's the professional art. And so I had to actually, like, I hired Gaz Jackson, who done, like, my old Rubble Woman poster, Nemesis art, and I had him do that newer um, Murder Hornets poster just for me, really, so I could feel like, here's the official art. This makes it look like the right monster movie that I was aiming for. Because even though it seems like people like the first poster better, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I can't, to me, I can't accept it as the official art.
1: I understand. Uh, Adrian wants to know, uh, can you get a copy of the poster or merchandise, such as DVDs or anything?
0: Yeah, the DVD's available you know, on the uh, Kunaki DVD store. I'm going to be offering – that That poster comes as a mini poster, actually, in the DVD. Okay. And I'm going to be offering a, a bundle deal when we do the Blu-ray release. That'll come with an 11 by 17.
1: All right. Do you know when the Blu-ray's coming out? or?
0: Um, probably closer to the fall because, right, we have the 5G Zombies Blu-ray coming out in the next couple weeks. So we're going to kind of let that go for a couple months, and then we'll do the Murder Hornets. Yeah.
1: You are probably excited when, when the Hornet uh, news came out, because you're like, hey, this is something I can uh, – I'm can...
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, like, scouring Facebook. I'm like, what's the next thing? And so uh, we got Ebola Rex coming, because, you know, the uh, bowl is coming back. I'm like, all right, here we go. Here we go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great. Yeah.
1: At least with the Hornets, it's it's not as, as – I don't think it's as life-threatening. I mean, we'll find out, but uh... –
0: well, right. It can be taken as a, just like the, the hoopla that happened in the fifties with the monster movies. You know, it's paranoia, and it's more just fun than
1: anything. Yeah, uh, you mentioned and the life
2: Im- imitates life uh, art. You know exactly.
1: <laughs> so, so you said Rattlers was a was a big inspiration to the movie so you use the you know clip of it. I'm not actually familiar with that movie, but what what is it about? Uh, yeah, Rattlers? oh my
0: gosh, I love it's a seventies made for TV movie, and it it's interesting because what happened was we were supposed to make the beast beneath a couple, a couple months ago before the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. And in the beast beneath they, since it's such a similar storyline with a creature in the ground that had like snake like tentacles, it was supposed to be an homage having rattlers in it. But then because we ended up filming this movie, we ended up putting rattlers in this. And then I decided that when we do beast beneath at the end (laughs) of the month, we'll put murder hornets in that. So murder hornets have a, a cameo in that movie. Yeah. So, so Eric, you- no, it, it's a film, it's, it's a, snake, it's, it's a snake movie. Um, that it's sort of like a smell that's like, I think it's in California and it's, you know, cracks in the earth um, opens up a bed of snakes. I am. It's very PG, which is what, what I say makes the inspiration for this. Cause other than Eric and Mike swearing, this is a very PG movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Eric, Eric, did you get to see the movie as like yeah. he was editing it together, or did you see it all finished for the first time?
3: Uh, I, uh, I saw it with a, like a Final Cut before it got released. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It, yeah it, it looks, it looks great. I was very happy
0: with it. Well, and we um, got to mention the mustard, mustard scene. We got to bring it up. We got to bring up they, the mustard. Don't mustard
3: up. <laughs> I don't, don't want to see that. Huh? <laughs> okay, it'll so. Be, it'll be, yeah, the Blu-ray edition. There's, yes, that, my scene yes, that, yes. That, um, I don't want to say too much, but it's 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 uh, there's a different ending to my scene. Oh,
1: um, yes,
3: very different. It turns to, very. It turns, different. Like it turns to a full-fledged comedy. Um, <laughs> it, I, I don't know how much you want to say, Dustin. That's it's up to you. Yeah, well, of... so
0: basically, because I told Eric, you know, I told him like in a nutshell what I needed. I was like. I want like a picnic scenario with you and your family. The hornets show up, you're attacked, and you're, you die. That's literally all I told him. So he goes and he does that and then builds upon it this whole sequence <laughs> where they have to stop the hornets by using mustard because
3: <laughs> yellow, the hornets are afraid of
0: the color yellow. And so he has his little cousins and Mike spraying him with mustard so there's like it has a whole scene where he's just covered in mustard and when i saw it i mean i cracked up i was like dude we can't we can't do this in the movie like this, is, this kills the mood so i was like i promise i promise we'll make it a deleted scene it'll be really funny for people to see on it as its own scene because like, you can tell watching the movie how that would sort of derail it a little bit in the cost of the film but it's still a really funny sequence and i think it sort of fits in its own way
2: you know and, and i must say uh, this film is going to have a long shelf life uh, i've already been invited when they start opening to some more horror shows like 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 cinema wasteland and they can hardly wait for me to come there to pre- you know, to show off the movie yeah. you know, besides awesome. most, uh, the other ones i've done so yeah, already there's nice. a fa- fans waiting for it
1: mm-hmm. so that's nice. you know so, yeah, no, is this the first movie, uh, Craig, that you and Dustin worked on? Because uh, you said earlier that, like, this is the start of, uh, of, of more. Yeah, films.
0: well, and he, um, he's going to be my executive producer on NATO. And so we also have talked a little bit about a part two to Murder Hornets. So there's, there's – Got that stuff. right. And I know Spencer there, Wilder some... even
2: wants to be the monster hornet.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so watch for more madness from us both for sure. You got that right. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, the, the drug dealer might not be dead. He might just not have any eyes. So, uh, will we see him return?
0: Always <laughs> <That's laughs> an excuse right. to bring me back. Uh, I don't want to spoil it or anything. With <laughs>
2: contact.
0: <laughs> yeah. <I> am plants.
2: <laughs> you got that right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, you know, obviously, like you said, you can't, uh, you can do stuff like this. So, uh, what are you currently working on? I know you're trying to get, you know, this out here at the moment, but are you working on anything else at the moment?
0: Yeah. Well, we start filming next Friday with actually Eric and Mike filming their scene for the beast beneath out here in Marietta. And so we'll be filming that basically throughout the rest of this month. And then I start Ebola Rex. And around the same time I'm starting Ebola Rex, we're doing still popcorn and sticky floors, which is my house documentary.
1: Yeah. Which, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. So, and uh, uh, Craig, is this, you know, So yeah, there's uh, three of them. Yeah, you you know you made a lot of these uh, crazy movies, and then now you're you know with a with an up and coming yeah. director making these. This must be fun for you too. Uh, oh, to yeah. get involved! Uh,
2: I mean, it's cool. I mean, I I mean, I actually started out, uh, you know, I mean, way back with Wes Craven. Uh, Wes Craven by my side, and I he helped me get my art director back then. Robert Burns was his art director for the Hills have eyes. So what an inspiration that Wes Craven helped me out of some of my thought process. And then I see a guy like Dustin comes along and he actually reminds me of my protege, Wes Craven. How about that?
0: (laughs) Oh, that means a lot, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty amazing.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Is, uh, is, is Mike going to be in any of these? Are you are you are you pulling Mike into a, the, uh, Polar oh or X or uh, anything?
3: I know uh, I got I won uh, a found footage uh, clip. I'm work, I'm putting yeah. together now. Oh yeah, found
0: movie. footage of fear. That one too.
3: <laughs> that one I'm putting yeah. together. I'm finishing that up tonight, so I should have it by Monday. For him, so that's good. That's coming out. When's that coming out? Like soon. It comes out. at so the beginning that. of July. Yeah. yeah so that's gonna come this weekend. Um, I'll be in the beast. The uh, beast beneath. I'll be that. We're we'll filming that next Friday. Um. This is next week, next Friday we're doing Um, Oh, Mike's coming in. Oh, chill. Um, and, and then we'll see what Dustin's got for me to do after that. I'm, I'm always willing to either act or, uh, you know, help film or whatever we're going to do to help out. Yeah, I, I'm part of the team, so I want to be able to help out anywhere I can.
1: Very cool. Uh, any any dildos popping up in, in any of these future ones? Or?
3: <laughs> Ooh, Mike, any dildos up? have to watch and oh. find
1: out. Hit <laughs> <Get> the flashlight.
3: <laughs> oh, wait, Mike got something. Hold on, wait a minute. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than a dildo. Hold on one second. Hold on. Uh-oh. Here we come. Here we come, hey, guys. Come
0: I want to show you something. Oh, no. i single guy for the first time in a while. I want to show you black gold. Black gold, gentlemen. Black gold. My girlfriend. I'm going to – I'm <laughs> girlfriend. It's no, all them. It ain't me. It ain't me. I
3: promise – I promise I keep – I'll keep it eye on any movie that's up, but I'll
1: keep an eye on <laughs> uh, it. You can combine them and put yeah. out like a a Murder Hornet uh, flashlight in the future.
0: Exactly.
1: Right uh, <laughs> marketing idea. Marketing gold. Instead of black gold, it's marketing <laughs> gold.
3: Justin, <laughs> hey, is, there, is there a video game uh, you have it coming out for? Uh, yeah, for- the video
0: game comes out July 1st. I'm angry Asia totally. Asian Murder Hornets flash game. Yep.
1: Oh, that's awesome. The old Where School will,
0: 8-Bit Flash Game. Oh, that's sweet. Where will that be? I'll just offer through my Facebook. It's going to be, like, basically for free. So yeah.
1: That's very cool. Very good. Uh, well, this has been really fun. I'm glad you guys did it.
0: And, uh, nice well, yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, for, this us be cool sure. to do again sometime. Yeah, you Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And a pleasure time. working
2: with all of you. And, 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 and in the future, you guys can that.
0: Yes. You thank you so much, Craig, for everything you did. And thank you too, Eric. Thank you. thank
1: you. Yes. Both of you. All of you. Very good. Yeah. And I, I know uh, I, I've never met Dustin, but I know him through uh, my uh, mutual friend, Michael Epstein. So, shout out to Michael. Yes. Out there. Shout, shout out, out to Michael. Michael Epstein. <laughs> 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 yes, both of them are very nice. They've let me sleep on, on their couch when they lived out here, and, <laughs> and then I moved up to the futon when I was in L.A. So Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Oh, but, uh, oh uh, uh, I forgot. To, there's a, a hornet right behind you right now.
1: we get out of here. <laughs> oh. We forgot to CGI die in. <laughs> now, uh, uh, I'll do it in post. Yeah, we'll it. fix it in post. Yeah. That's
0: fine. It's fine. Sounds all great, man.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. And we'll do this again sometime. It was very cool to meet everybody. And talk you? Thank you. Right. Right. Thank you. Have, Have
0: a, a good, good night, night, everybody.
1: Thanks, thanks, man. Thanks,
2: everyone, for you watching. Better. Good night, everyone.
1: From ancient terrors to
2: the search for modern day conspiracies, the Tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror
0: rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have listened. Sit here on a lie, Now we're gonna die. The Tomb of Nick Cage.
1: mostly the coming night mostly the coming
3: night mostly find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram the tomb of Nick Cage